it, right, we're here. We're here again, Matthew. We're, we're here again for another, well, not another top 10, but to finish off the top 10. Um, but um, we've been G'd on by five-star reviews or something along those lines. This is a sort of usual format of the intro, isn't it? Something like this. Yeah, we usually do that. Yeah, we usually do that, yeah. Um, you usually say something about something. Facebook groups, usually. Yeah. Instagrams. Yeah. Episode 99, here we are. We're, we're, we're nearly there. We we can see the fin in the distance, and uh, it's going to eat us soon. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, started off a bit lackluster that, didn't it? And I, I picked up a bit, so that's good. Maybe that bodes well for the episode. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? Uh, well, usually it's a lovely horror feeling surrounded by two slices of lovely chatty goodness. But for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing our top 10 countdowns as, as huge, chunky slices of bread. Last week, we did 10 through 6. And this week, we're going to do our 5 to 1s. My name is Mark, and as always... As always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you this week? I'm I'm ready to do our top five. Ready to uh ready to do that that final countdown. Uh just like that song. Um I tried to think of a song then that wasn't the final countdown to be funny, but that was all I could think of. Um it was uh, Mambo number fives. Oh yeah, Mambo number five, that would have worked, yeah. Say that then, we'll say that, we'll say that that was the joke and uh, forget all that bit where I said I didn't know what I was saying was the joke. Um, this is rambling, a good bit of rambling, this. Um, so, um, this week, well, before we get into it, I'm going to do my little preamble. Uh, yesterday I went to a horror convention that's exciting, um, where you can go and see people who like stuff that you like. Uh, that's a bit... People know what conventions are, don't they? I mean, that, yeah, I mean that's one definition of a convention. <laughs> Going to a place where people like stuff that you like, yeah. So there was lots of shoppy type things, and um, I was happy to meet some of our past guests, so... I met Brian there, um, which was fun. And Sam, who we had on for Hatchet, and another movie that I forgot what it was. Um, what else did Sam come on for? Who's to brain say? Brain damage we did with Sam. It was brain damage. Thank you, you see. And uh, also Matt from when we, when we did that very first Friday the 13th episode. So yeah, that was uh, that was nice, um, but I, I, it was sad to say nobody nobody pointed at my Creative Psyche Pass T-shirt and told me how much they love listening to us ramble on. Um, still, you know, next year, maybe next year, maybe next year. Well, next year you 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 should come and um, we'll. Try and get some of the other listeners to show up. We, we'll we'll have a. I was going to say soiree. Take it by force. Yeah, take it by force. Um, perhaps you could cosplay as a horror sandwich, or not. Perhaps. Um, but yeah, it was quite interesting to go to. I've been to conventions before, not, but not horror ones, and I never really know what to do with myself when I get there. But this time, I. You know, I think because I was more invested, I sort of sat and listened to some of the Q&As. And uh, Brad Dourif and his daughter, um, they did one towards the end, which was really, really interesting. He's uh, 
you sort of think of him as the voice of Chucky, but he's been in loads of stuff, really, um, including Lord of the Rings. Um, Don't remember him in that way. Who did he play there? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I get the feeling that he played the guy who was whispering in the king's ears, you know? Oh, uh, Wormtongue. Yeah, maybe. That might and that probably just means to me that I don't recognise him to look at. Hey. Mm. This... Was he? Yes, I mean, he was. In terms of the picture that he's got on the... Uh, his IMDb picture, he looks just like uh, Buster Keaton. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, in Worm Tongue. Uh, you know, in fact, Chucky doesn't actually get onto his top four pages on uh, IMDb. No, yeah, it's been in loads, of, in loads of different things. So that was really interesting. So I would recommend to anyone out there, if you're thinking about going to a convention, go to one. Um, I thought, well, I might as well just keep going. And what, what else I did while I was there, why not, eh? Fills the, fills the gaps. As it were. Yeah, I mean, for conventions for me, it's always ever been uh, just conventions where it's nothing but people trying to sell you things. And I'm far too much of a cheapskate for that. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I, uh, I I went with the intention of sort of buying things, but I'm far too tight to do that in the end. You know, there's a lot of things where you look at it and go, wow, that's cool. What will I ever do with it? Nothing. Um, but what I did pick up was... Um, some independent comic guy was trying to sell me a gremlin story that he'd written and i was i was like yeah maybe and then he goes well unless you're into jaws and i'm like yes i'm i'm into jaws and he goes so oh, i've written a story here about the um the deputy in jaws hendrix went, yeah and he goes oh he gets sick of living in amity and all the sharks and ends up going to the town where tremors is set um i'm like yeah give me that <laughs> I'll buy that. Thank you. So I'm looking forward to reading that. That'll be good. Um, if only I knew what the name of the guy was so I could plug it. But, you know, I gave him Is cash. it on your comic? I gave him cash. So. Which I will be. Um, I actually bought two volumes because he was telling me that once he'd written it, he got permission from the Benchley estate to... Uh, write a second one, which is about um, Amity covering up the shark attacks. So actually, um, I'm really rather looking forward to it. So written by Matt Stapleton and artwork by Reese Wooten. There you go. I'll put those on the Facebook group as well. People can see what I've purchased. But just the covers. You've got to buy the comics yourselves. Yeah, well, maybe. he signed them as well, which is nice. Uh, signed by that guy. So, anyway, let's, should we get into this week's episode before I ramble on and on? Um, we're going to do something different, though. We're going to have a look at what you guys have predicted our uh, top tens might be. And... Uh, Potentially what your movies are that you'd include in yours. So let's do that before we get into it. Do you want to read them or will I read them or what What are we going to do? Yeah, well, it's kind of the, the two the two questions weren't there, that we were yeah. putting out there as to, to what people would say, but what they all still think I was. And I mean, most of the answers were Jaws, weren't they? So I mean... <laughs> I, I don't think people should get a point. If there was a point system, I don't think they could get a point for that because for nearly a hundred episodes, I've mentioned every time how much I love Jaws. So I don't really. I'm I'm struggling to think of an episode where it hasn't been mentioned at some point. I reckon. <laughs> well, why not? I've even mentioned it already in this one. So, um, and next week I'm going to be mentioning it, mentioning it a lot. Um. I'm really so I, I'm probably say that what, what's probably best to do is it any of the answers that we get that that are correct, I think I'm going to leave off. All oh, right, okay. 
but then again, that also makes it tricky because I don't know what yours are, so I could just end up stumbling right through something that... Uh... Well, let's just go through That will come up. Let's just go through them then because uh, I don't know what you've written, you don't know what I've written, and, you know, we, you don't... You don't have to agree or disagree to what they've written. Uh, so, uh, so I'm, I'll, we'll start with Vincent uh, because he he got three right. Uh, he mentioned four. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was the thing, which was our, our, I don't know, collective number 11, wasn't it? And then also said Scream, Alien, and Jaws, which have all come up. Yeah. Uh, well, Jaws will come up. We were, <laughs> we were spoiling that one. Yeah, that, that's uh, a given. Vanessa also said that Scream uh, would come up. Mm. Uh, but that, that was part of her top ten. Uh, and she also said that The Omen, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Candyman are on hers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, none of those three are on mine, though. So that's, that's part of the fun that we have so many good ones. Mm. Uh, Tony... Uh, he he said that uh, for his list he would include Videodrome, uh, The Thing, uh, which again, two that haven't uh, made our list, uh, The Wicker Man, which did, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, Midsommar and American Wealth in London. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if either of those made yours. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, right, and then yeah, we got we got a few people that uh, that really did go for it, which we liked. And oh, sorry, I'll just before we we do that, I did I've just spotted a couple more, which I feel rude that I may have missed. Uh, but Bev and Faye uh, both said Halloween, yeah, uh, which again not on my list, but we'll see if it's on yours. Yeah, okay. uh, and, and Faye also mentioned Jaws and Scream, which again. Bang on. Uh, yeah, she uh, she told me to write in the original House of Wax because she wanted uh, it to be known that that would have been part of her top ten. So um, that's why it says I've that's why I've written that. <laughs> um, no, I only recognised the one that had Paris Hilton in. Yeah, do you know what? I haven't seen that original House of Wax, but um, based on a sisterly rating. It's on a sisterly rating. I think I might have to give that a go. I think it was Vincent Price. I think so. Uh, right, and then uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of uh, yeah, a couple of people that have gone for the whole ten, which is which is great. Uh, so I'm I'm. Are we going to do a bit of commentary on them? See what uh, what we like about the lists. Unless they mention uh, something, I'm going to say. <laughs> so we've, we'll go for Kyle first because he's up first on my list. So he said, uh, in descending order, uh, Hereditary, The Descent, Alien, The Thing, Get Out, The Conjuring, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, The Exorcist, and Halloween. Mm. Uh, What I will say before we we discuss Kyle's list further, uh, well, one, it's very, very good. It's a, it's a very good list of films. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, we're not going to talk about it because most of them are going to come up. <laughs> so we'll we'll leave uh, Kyle there for now. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Peter as well uh, from the Movie Joe podcast, who we, we always love. And his film is, uh, well, again, top 10 in descending order. Uh, Scream, Seven, Angel Heart, Psycho, Hellraiser, uh, the Blair Witch Project, The Exorcist, American Werewolf in London, The Wicker Man, and Jaws. So again, very good list of films. What's interested me with this one is I've never heard of Angel Heart. No, I haven't, no. So that's... I mean, I think that, that might be one where we have to get Peter back on to tell us about it. Uh, because it's it's intrigued me. Uh so, uh, so uh, according to IMDb, it's a 1987 film starring Mickey Rourke and uh, Robert De Niro. So quite, uh, I'm quite surprised that I don't know anything about that because so I'm, 
quite familiar with Robert De Niro's output, especially from that time. Added to the list then, eh? Another one yeah. added to the list. Yeah. But we're just volunteering Peter to uh, to come back on and talk about that with us. Uh, again, I think we've we've covered a couple of the films on it already, haven't we? And we'll say we're going to talk about a few more, I'm sure of that. So, uh, then, yeah, last but not least, we, we've got Vinny. And his list uh, is also a very good one. Uh, so, we have for him uh, Hellraiser, The Thing, Evil Dead, Sinister, Smile, They Live, Aliens. Uh, I'm, he did write Aliens, so the second one. Uh, Pet Cemetery. I'm, I'm going to assume that's the... Uh, the original. I would have thought so. Uh, it and Jaws. I wonder which it he was th- which it he's thinking about the nineties one or the new one. Interesting, think. isn't it? Yeah, uh, I like both. Uh, both of them have have a lot of charm to them. Yeah. Um, I, might I also to... like that he's put smiling as a, as a bit of a modern classic. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, think we not not. It wasn't quite my, uh, it didn't quite reach those heights for me, but I was very happy to see how successful it was and, and, uh, you know, just how, uh, just how many people it got into cinemas for for a horror film, which is always like. Yeah, and they did did great promotion for it. And uh, yeah, no, it it was, um, yeah, I was with you. It wasn't my cup of tea, but that's not to say that it wasn't, it was all right, wasn't it? It had a lot going for it. Um, yeah, it did. Right, it was, uh, was was nowhere near a bad film. At all. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's nice to see something modern in there. But uh, and I mean, are we going to have some modern classics in our top five? So uh, I'm not entirely sure. No. Yeah, we are. Oh good. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. Um. Um. Yeah, lovely. I think the only one was that Brian did say that you'll have Hereditary and I'll have Jaws, which, um, you know, if I was going to do predictions, I'd probably predict Hereditary for you too. But um, we're not doing that. Well, well, well let, let's just say it's a case of let's find out where it is rather than... Uh, <laughs> if it is. If it shows up, because it, it's yeah. going to show up. Well, let's do it then. Should we count down this top five? Yeah, um, so we're, we're starting from me again, aren't we? Because we we need to end on me, essentially, yeah. <laughs> for reasons which are painfully obvious to anyone paying attention. Yeah, right. Number five, Evil Dead Two. All right, okay. I make no bones about it. We've said it loads of times. Just how great the Evil Dead films are. How much I love the Evil Dead films. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two is the best of the Evil Dead films. It's everything you want from a horror movie. It's everything you want from a comedy movie. It is just fantastic. Perfection, no notes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I did. I didn't include any Evil Dead movies in my um, in my list, and I feel like I maybe should have considered them. But um, you know, I think what happened with me there is that I tend to find a lot of them. Maybe not, don't sit on an even, but they, it feels like a sort of, um, you know, a decent continuing sequel. It's like, so like, you know, some people don't, won't include Star Wars unless they call it a trilogy, whereas, I don't know, it's sort of a bit similar about Evil Dead, but um, no, you're right. It's a really, really great movie. Really great. I haven't yeah, seen the I second one in forever. Of what I just said about it, too. It's, uh, it's also. Well, it's the only sequel I have in my list, so I'm going to call it the greatest sequel of all time. Yeah, right, okay, wow. Well. And also, it it has a, a great poster as well, which uh, yes, it well, does. we spoke about posters uh, in a previous episode, didn't we? Uh, mm. And I did, I don't think we mentioned Evil Dead too. So I'm going to write that wrong because it's a brilliant one. It is an absolutely fantastic poster. Yeah, yeah. Now I haven't seen Evil Dead two for forever. I should. Um... You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna commit now to rewatching whatever's your whatever your top five is. You don't have to do the same for me by all means. Um but yeah, I'm committing to that right now. Right now. Um 
So, yeah, Evil Dead 2, add it to the list. Um, So, my fifth one is a movie I watched this year that I have gone on and on about uh, since I watched it. And um, it is uh, Lady in a Cage, 1964. Um it, it made it just made a huge impact on me that movie it, from its strange opening credits to its um what it's got to say about humanity to you know the legacy that that I think it holds for so many horror movies to come that um you know and on top of that it's a little bit camp you know. <laughs> It just it just does everything it needs for me. I just a, just a really really great home invasion movie, really. Um, so I'll uh, yeah, I'm I'm going for that. Now I know you haven't seen it, so you've probably got nothing to say. Um, but what? Well, I'm, I think I've got the same as as to what you said about uh, about Evil Dead just now. In that it's not a rewatch, but it's one that I think is past due, isn't it? I think we need to. Uh... Yeah, we should definitely do it. that yeah. long of me not seeing it. Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I am curious to find out because I, I it it maybe might not be all that good, but it made a big impact on me. Um, if I remember correctly, I, che- I did check the uh, the letterbox review when you told me about it the first Oh, and it was time. pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was really good, I, I believe. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let me just... Let me just double check that because I'm uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's considered a good one. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, it's got good marks. What is it? Uh, yeah. A three point summit? Three point four. Yeah, most reviews uh, between three and a half four stars. Yeah, I and, think uh, a few of the people I follow have given it good reviews, so people I trust. So I reckon we'll be we'll be in safe hands with this one. Wish we we'll be safe. Yeah, I think it just um, what took me by surprise by this movie is that um, it it was was how much modern horror I could see in this film. Like you know, and I'm not I'm never I'm I'm not going to say that the modern horror has stolen anything from this film because not don't necessarily know whether it's particularly well known or not, but seeing that seeing that and seeing how horror has moved on and yet not moved on it really it just it just really made an impact on me in in all in all of those ways so yeah um yeah five that was it lady in cage <laughs> okay so we're we're, we're we're tackling another one of the the absolute all-time greats now okay uh, and I feel somewhat, uh, I feel somewhat wrong putting it this low. Oh, uh, because it is one of the, the greatest films of all time. Um, but number four on my list is The Exorcist. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what what can you say about The Exorcist? <laughs> you know, that that hasn't already been said. It, it's just the. It's just the, the most perfect horror film. It, it, you know, this this is a film that you, you could release it without a single cut. Uh, just drop it into today's horror landscape, and and everyone would be raving about it as, as as a masterpiece of quote unquote elevated horror. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's fifty years old. You know, yeah, it's it doesn't need a cut. It's it doesn't need any sort of updating, any you know, camera cleaning up, anything like that. You know that you think your know, restorations would put in, and it would still just come across as if it was made a week ago. Yeah, you're you, you're right. You're totally right. There's there's been nothing like it since. I don't. I, I wouldn't say and. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's so timeless. You know, the themes are as old as 
you know, organized religion. So I was once that young, <laughs> a, a good thousand and a half years or so. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the guys that we recognize, it's okay. It takes those, those age old stories uh, and he just puts them in, in the world that we live in. Uh, but it's got horror on this very, you know, ultra personal scale. Uh, also quite, quite wide ranging fears. Uh, you know, when you think about, you know, what, what could Reagan being possessed by this demon go on to it, you know, go, go on to, to put out into the world. Uh, but also, you know, how can it affect this? How can she affect this one girl? What What's going to happen to Father Karras? You know, and, and just that her mother is, is terrified throughout the whole thing. And, mm. and like, you know, Mark Kermode, who has who's spoken about this more than anyone in the world and would, would probably be quite mad at me that I put it this low, uh, and, and he's right to. Uh, but he said on uh, on a podcast that the, the 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 thing that he loves about it, well, one of the many things is that you you can take it apart and take every bit of it, deconstruct it, chuck it here, there, and everywhere, put it all back together, and it will always work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And how? Yeah. You know, how can you you achieve that as a film? It, it's Films that I, I absolutely love, a lot of the ones in this top 10 even, you know, would not stand up to that kind of scrutiny. No, because, absolutely not, because it's all about personal preference, though, that, isn't it? That, they, that's just what art does, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Most of it relies on a bit of, you know, stretching of, uh, you know, of our... Uh, what what's I've completely forgotten the phrase the suspension of disbelief and all that yeah and, yeah yeah uh, you know there's there's plot holes here and there there's little things that don't quite add up uh, I mean even films that are going to come up in this list wouldn't stand up to this scrutiny so the fact that this film does is just a masterpiece of of filmmaking and writing and and everything that's come together to just make one of the single greatest pieces of art in, in history. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't disagree with a single thing that you said. It, didn't, it hasn't made it into my list, simply because while I think it is amazing, and it, and it is, and I could happily watch it any time, it's not one of my favourite horror movies. Um, but I can't disagree with anything that you've said. It's It's amazing. It's got a legacy and just I fantastic. think on top of on top of seeing the the Exorcist and, and knowing just what a, you know what an incredible piece of cinema is, I think I watched it at a very you know an, an important time in my life for this film to come along because uh, <laughs> I grew up I grew up Catholic I, I was an altar boy and it was I was probably around the sort of 16 to 18 year old when I watched this for the first time. And it was that time where you, you know, you're picking apart all of your, your thoughts and your beliefs. And, uh, you know, when this, this film came along and it was all about, you know, a priest struggling with his faith, it, it kind of drew into focus those questions I was, I was pondering and, uh, you know, in the film, I think it's quite interesting that it's a priest who's has his faith confirmed by meeting the devil rather than God. Uh, and, and for me, I went the other way. I, I completely, I, I couldn't square that circle when it came to faith. Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty, pretty much lost it all. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was, yeah, it's, it, it became quite personal to me on that regard. Yeah, awesome. I feel like we should wrap it up at that now. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's I've just gone on enough. Let's just go. Let's just let's just go home now. We'll call Exorcist number one and call it a day. Um, no, obviously not. So, um, well, let's get into mine then. Um, 
So I've realized I've realized what's happened is my top four movies are movies that I would su suggest built my um, love of horror, probably. Um, so we're going in here at number four, which is The Fly, um, the 1986 version, not the not the 50s one. Um, which is still a fine movie, by the way. Um, so yeah, The Fly, 1986. Now, personal reasons I would pick this out because when I when I think back to it, I think I, I didn't have the stomach really for horror movies, but I was able to watch this because it's somewhere. It's well, it's pretty. It's pretty grim, but it's also. Um, you know, it's it's quite a personal kind of story, and even though it's got all these different bits in it, I think um, I was thinking about it today, and I think this is the first film that I watched. Um, you know, in uh, in my life, where I I think I realised that I was watching good acting. You know, I, I spent most of my youth watching superhero movies and stuff like that, which. I'm not saying that they're not badly act well acted, but I think this is the first time that I was really like, you know, wow, this has gripped me with the story and everything else. Um, but on top of that, you know, in terms of like effects and everything like that, this, 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 um, you know, we talk about American Werewolf and the thing all the time as being like, you know, the right answer for special effects. But I think, you know, this one could also be included in that as well. The the slow deterioration of Jeff Goldblum's character, um, Brundle. So Brundle, I've forgotten what it is, it is now. Um, it's just amazing, and his um, the loss of his morality, the 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 whole thing. But you know, it's a film that can be quite watched on a base level, but it's also got it's also really deep. Um, so yeah, the fly. <laughs> I don't know if you've got it. Yeah, I. Fly. <laughs> yeah, most of my experience with the fly was from uh, actually. To be honest, you could say say about a fair few of the films <laughs> on this list. Uh, but yeah, the the experience uh, for me was with the Simpsons in Treehouse of Horror. All right, yeah, uh, because it. I don't know. It kind of put that that strange thing that happens with horror films is that I've watched a lot of great horror films, and in the back of my mind, I've just had The Simpsons there instead of of the fear that you're supposed to be feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think that that's probably something that did affect you with the fly actually rather than uh some films that we may or may not be discussing later yeah because i've always kind of viewed the flyers uh i mean i, I know it's a horror film but it's it's never really had that horror feeling for me uh, right and i think it's probably because of that i think the sting was taken out of it uh i mean fantastic film don't get me wrong there's no question about any of that yeah, yeah, uh, but that's yeah. That was the kind of uh, yeah the the, the sting uh, from the wasp to it's really stretched for a pun uh, was was sucked out of it. So I was never too frightened by it, but I completely get what you mean when it comes to like good acting and uh, yeah, right the the. Uh, you know, the effects and stuff, which is all, it all comes together just to make a really great film on a technical level, as well as just a, a you know, a good story being told. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I've, I don't think I ever found it particularly frightening, but, um, um, yeah, well, I've, well, I've said everything I need to say about it. Uh, so, right. Uh, Ooh, number three. We're getting there. We're getting very good. We're the bronze medal positions, aren't we? We are. Uh, so this is this is the last one of mine. 
uh, for films that we've covered, actually. All right. And it is one of the, the modern movie masterpieces, which is, which is in there. And just a seminal moment in horror films. And it is Get Out. Right. Get I out. we spoke about on the episode. I, 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 I don't know if I have any more to say about it than that, because it was really... It really was all in there, but it's it's a film that's just a magic trick, you know. It it works so thoroughly and so completely everywhere that you look at it, and one one of the all time just great screenplays, and yeah, well acted, well directed, and so timely, uh, but also timeless. Just, just really fucking brilliant. <laughs> There's nothing. Uh, yeah, you know, it it launched, a, launched a star uh, in its director. It launched stars from the cast. It's perfect. Just, I'm so perfect. happy that it exists, uh, yeah. but also really sad that it has to exist. You know, mm-hmm. uh, plays with so many of my emotions. But I mean. The thing about that movie, I don't, I don't, I knew I liked it, but it wasn't until you and I had a conversation about it that I realized how much I liked it. Um, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, you know, it, it's just, um, yeah, fantastic. There's not, there's nothing to say about it, nothing more to say about it. If you want to hear what we really thought about that, then by all means, go listen to that episode. Um, cause we really talk at length about it. Um, yeah, good one. Uh, Lovely. So, shall I do my number three? Let's go for it. Okay. Um, so, this is the movie that I will credit as as getting me back into horror and making me a real horror fan, which is Scream, 96. Um, yeah. Scream took me by surprise. I watched it once. I was amazed by it. I watched it again the very same day, which is, which is rare, which is rare for me. Um, although I used to be able to stay awake a lot easier when I was younger, especially in '96. I was only sixteen. Um, <laughs> but again, you know, I think Scream we've done to we've done to death on here. We've spoken about many times. It's come up on so many people's. Um, it's the first film they remember seeing um because because yeah. that, i think i think it's got again we did the episode on this but the legacy that this holds of of reviving horror really um not just slashes but it revived the horror genre um in the 90s and without it we don't have or at least well you you might think i'm wrong but i think without it we don't have a lot of what we've got today um studios wouldn't invest i don't think in in that's in that sort of thing without without screen proving a point um, yeah and it kind of did for uh i mean there was, there was a period wasn't there in the 90s where as as painful as it turned out in the end but where miramax were just putting out just, I mean, they really announce themselves so powerfully, and and I would look at it as that they got three, three big films for that point, and they, I would say they were Reservoir Dogs, uh, Clerks, and Scream. Right, yeah, they, they were the three films that to me really launched Miramax as a production company and, and a distributor, and they, they were all they were all kind of doing. Uh, you know, very similar things in the way that they would pick apart popular culture, right? Yeah, and, and pick apart the art of filmmaking, and and pick apart people's discussions around filmmaking. And it's no surprise that those three are also three of the most important films in my life, and three of my old favorite films. Full stop. As well, you know. Uh, they're all masterpieces. Uh, 
And, you know, Scream was in my top 10 as well. It, like we've said, we've, we've done it to death, haven't we? It's, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about it any, anymore. So, yeah. Let's get into that silver place then. Ooh. Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise people here because it is not number one as we all thought it was going to be. Uh, my number two is Hereditary. Ah, I didn't think it was going to be your number one. You didn't? Uh, no, no. Okay. I, I've got a different guess for your number one. Uh, but I'll tell you when we get there, whether yeah, it was quite thought of you. So, yeah, it is... It, it's a film that encapsulates everything that came up with this newfound even though it's not newfound as we spoke about with the exorcist thirst for elevated horror you know in, in that it it took its horror from themes of you know generational trauma families falling apart uh grief losing uh your a family member so young your real personally and emotional uh just, just torment that that can afflict people, uh, and unfortunately, you know, happens to too many of us. Yeah, yeah. But on top of that, and unlike a lot of films in that, you know, elevated horror bubble, Hereditary is also really fucking scary. <laughs> you know, uh, it it takes quite a lot to to frighten me in, in a cinema. You know, that, that, because we watch a lot of horror films. We know the tricks of the trade pretty mm-hmm. well yeah. from watching a lot of these films. And, you know, you, you know when jump scares are coming just as a rule and you know when, you, you know, you know when the scene's building up to, you know, to deliver these scares. And this is a film where I couldn't, I couldn't find those, those cues. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, they were like the the jump scares were properly jump scares. There was no scare the cat moment in this. Uh, they they just jump right out at you, and they're, they're so powerful as a result. And not just because of them being jump scares, but the way that they're delivered. I'm talking specifically of the man being set on fire. Right. It's, yeah. It's so just visceral and it, it it literally in his case explodes you know which we don't you know you don't get too much with with jump scares to that degree you know normally it's someone jumping out there's a lot of peril but it's never quite so visually striking as that uh, and, and you know we've we've had uh Scenes of, of you know people being chased and uh, a, a character being pursued in the the end of the film, but and we've also had it you know by family members. I haven't been in horror movies, but this one of a mother chasing her son uh, to to get him for this this cult. Is I don't know. There's something about it that just really, really got me as well. On top of it being, you know, your great execution of of the horror moves for it. Yeah, and it's very, very. Yeah, everything just adds up just to to give me the willies, and it's <laughs> and it leaves the film uh, spoilers if you haven't seen Hereditary because it's. It's a weird ending, but it leaves you on this thing where you kind of feel like, where did that come from? You know, it feels really left field that this ending of this demon from hell and a cults come together. But it's all it's all there. It's all built up for you. And it, it does this thing where, uh, you know, a lot of films have done again, uh, where there's there's like these two stories happening simultaneously, and and this cult story is kind of just happening in the background while this this horror movie's just rumbling on in front of us and, and making us feel awful. And then the 
you know, they come together right at the end for this this crescendo of just misery and horror and brilliance. And I, I love this movie so, so much. And I do feel like I'm, I could put this at number one. I did say this when I answered the questions, uh, that it was number one. And I feel bad, like so many of these others, that it has missed that spot. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't feel bad about such things. I've, um, <laughs> You know, I like the way I see it. This top ten is... Aside from Jaws, for me, very, very interchangeable anyway. Um, although that doesn't really help you with your uh, with what you said. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't say anything more than what you just said. I think you, you, you put it across fantastically. The only thing I will say is that, um, like you just said, there are very, very few films that have got scares out of me, but this is one of them. Um, where I was genuinely on the edge of my seat the whole, well, not the whole time, but when it starts going in that direction, it, it's real edge of the seat stuff. Um, yeah. It always surprises me that it's such a polarizing movie, but I think just some people just don't like that sort of very slow build, do they? It's just, you know, each to their own and all that. Yeah, and I think that the, the problem that those people may have uh is that you know if you're not overly keen on something the first time around you're unlikely to go view it again right and this film like get out as well is is one that that really benefits from a second viewing yeah yeah when you when you know the beats when you you know what's you know what the big picture is you know seeing that the jigsaw pieces for what they are Gives you a great benefit from it. Yeah, I agree. Still freaks me out though. Um, yeah, I want to watch it again though now. <laughs> well, I suppose I'll get into my number two then. Um, I feel like some of my last ones have been very base answers, but anyway, number two is an American Werewolf in London. Um, ah, oh, very good. Again, I, 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 I sort of noticed that my top four here was very much my legacy of building myself up toward being a horror fan because i remember seeing this film on uh, my dad suggesting to me that um that it was actually quite funny um which it which it does have really great comedy moments but um but i i but i remember also finding it entirely scary um more the 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 scene there's a scene in this movie where um he's dreaming that he's in his house and his house gets invited by werewolf nazis um and and i always thought that was one of the scariest things i'd ever seen put on, put on thing and it's still i'd still probably go by that now his sort of family getting massacred and he gets his throat cut while he's having this awful dream um so yeah, I find it very scary, or at least I found it very scary. Not so much now, um, but it's also highly like you know quotable and quotable. It's funny, um, you know, it moves a a, a lovely pace, um, and like we've said a million times before, the effects in the film are, you know, well, I don't want to say second to none, but. Oh yeah, no, it's the right answer. So yeah, second to none, really. Um, and people always talk about that that transformation, and we will. I will say that that's fantastic. But the um, the effects that they that they have on um, oh, you know, I've forgotten what David's friend is called now. Um, anyway, David's friend who keeps showing up. Um, his slow sort of deterioration in terms of like his rotting corpses is good. Really, really great. It looks fantastic. And um, all also manages to be funny. Um, so yeah, I, know, I really love American Werewolf in London. Um, it's, it's just brilliant. It's just pure brilliance. Like, like I said before, no notes. 
yeah, I I think that like we you always know, we, we keep saying about the uh, the effects in the film, but to, to reduce it to that would be a great disservice uh, because I think I just love this this friendship story that kind of goes through it, mm. uh, and it's you know it, it's. These two friends that have been bonded by an attack that's left them either side of the grave, uh, and just that relationship that they have, where you know they're like the the best friends. They travel together, and and it leaves with one of them basically being some sort of zombie ghost behind. Look, mate, you, you've got to kill yourself. You know, <laughs> that's the only way you can sort it, and it's. It, it's this weird, just gallows black humor that that permeates through the film so beautifully, and it's yeah, it, it's it's got such a great relationship between those two characters, and also uh, you know the the romance angle in it's you know very very good as well. It doesn't feel like it's uh, you know tacked on or unnecessary. It feels natural and and enjoyable, which is a hard thing to pull off a lot of the time in a horror film. So, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, what's not to like? Oh, it's got werewolves. And it's got werewolves. Nazi um, werewolves. Lots of... Yeah, those Nazi werewolves are really scary. Um, Yeah, lovely. Well, there you go, number two. So, um, we're going to go... go... Then, what, what, put us out of my misery. What's my number one? Uh, The Shining... Of course, it's The Shining. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that would have been my guess from from the from moment one. Um, yeah, it, it may be recency bias because I, I got to watch it uh, for the first time in the cinema recently. But it is what I realised this time watching it is that it is just a greatest hits of horror films. <laughs> You know, it's not not horror films necessarily, but horror concepts. It has like every single broad stroke horror thing is in this film, and and none of them feel hack. None of them feel forced in. None of them feel like they don't belong in there. They all just sit in there. They all coexist. You you you, you take away one of the elements. The whole thing will just trundle along being a masterpiece without it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's just so impossible that this film exists. I it just shouldn't it shouldn't happen. You know, the book by Stephen King is is a very good book. I enjoyed it immensely. And it it still baffles me as to how it can be turned in to something so transcendent and so brilliant. And, you know, we, we are oftentimes build these false gods with, with directors and, and filmmakers. Yeah. But I mean, Kubrick just, he operated at another level. There is, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine anyone else being able to achieve what he achieved with this. No, you're right. It's like there's there's shots in this film that just confuse me as to how they were achieved. They were films that that like confuse me as to how you you can place them in such a way, yet they still that he just does and they work perfectly. But it, they shouldn't, and it is you know he did this this whole thing where you know the 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 layout of the place is uh, all over the place. It's in this hotel that's uh, a place that should be so vibrant, full of people, but is just deserted and cold and empty. You know, so it's, it gives us this. Uh, isolationist horror film, this liminal space horror film. Uh, it's 
a film that's that's laced with uh, jump scares. It's your, your your nuts and bolts, you know, basic bitch horror film. It's in there as well. <laughs> it's a film that follows the the breakdown of a relationship and family struggles and it's a very personal horror film and in terms of you know that what people are doing to each other it's you're supernatural but we're not entirely sure just what this level of supernatural is uh so it's you know we know we know something supernatural is going we know what the shining is and we don't entirely know what the ghosts of the uh, the the hotel are doing. So we've got a ghost film in there, but also you know this horror that dabbles in unreality and and subjective horror, which leads us to this mental health aspect of horror uh, of Jack also wrapped up in his addictions, which is uh, you know it, there's so much going on and. And and it's it's all given time and it all works. I just don't know how. <laughs> well, this film baffles me. <laughs> and on top of that, you know, I've seen I've seen this film a dozen times. Right. And I watched it in the cinema the other day and it scared me still. Like, right. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, but I, I I do know I I do know what you mean. I watched it uh, again. Must have been this year, or yeah, it must have been this year. Um, and yeah, it's just. Um... Do you know? I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on this. Like, uh, I I just don't I just don't know. But um, I think partly you know Kubrick's attention to detail is was. It's partly something that really adds adds to this. Um, it's a great movie to to rewatch, and what you just said, be re scared by. Um, I think I, I I think I again it's one of those movies I think I didn't have in my top ten because I've seen it maybe once or uh, well not that it is in my top ten, but um, I'd seen it maybe once and wasn't a big fan of it, but. You know, seen it a couple of times over the years, and um, what surprises me about the movie is this might sound really strange, but um, it feels slow and yet it moves at a pace. <laughs> it's very, um, it's very, it, yeah, it's very strange in that way. It's it feels like it's slowly burning at you, and and yet, and yet it clicks by. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. And do you want to know what the just the 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 insanest thing that I can attribute to this film? Well, uh, for all that we've just said, Stanley Kubrick was not nominated for an Oscar for it, but was nominated for a Razzie for this movie. For this movie. Wow. Uh, Shelley Duvall was also nominated for a Razzie for Worst Actress, uh, but it was since rescinded uh, because they they claim that uh, she was abused by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. No. Uh, that's a whole thing, yeah, that I'm, I'm not particularly willing to get into because I would like to do some more reading on it, but my... Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to touch that one uh, because I think the story's not quite as clear cut as as is often just quite glibly thrown out. Uh, well, there is absolutely no doubt that Shining is coming up on this on this podcast. We're going to be doing it, and we're going to have a real deep dive into it, and we're going to bloody well enjoy ourselves while we do it. Um, so, you know. We've got all the time in the world to sift through that stuff, and you know, yeah, we, we might even do our third. We might even do our first two parter. Oh, you never know. 
we might chuck well, it. Well, if there's ever a film that's enough for it, it's this one. Yeah, yeah. Might chuck. What is it? That one that I chose. Um, that's good to forget the world. Doctor Sleep. Throw that in as well. We'll have it all. Um, yeah. You can expect that in the future, everybody who's listening, because that that is that is going to happen. Um, there's a lot of classics that we haven't covered. Um, that we definitely need to start unpacking a bit. Um, but yeah, um, well, I suppose I'll do my number one, will I? Um, but the, the, yeah, I think this is out of all of the, the the twenty films we've spoken about, this is the one that has the least amount of tension, I would say. Yep, Hellraiser, Hell World. You know, I enjoyed that. Um, no, it's it's obviously Jaws, nineteen seventy five. But we're not going to talk about that now. We're not going to talk anything about that because next week, as I have always promised you, from I don't know, if not from day one, but certainly. The moment when I said, if we get to 100 episodes, we'll do Jaws. Um, it's here. It, it, it's coming. It's next week. The fin has broken the water. Um, you know, it, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. Um, I, I also... Feel like I'm. I'll have to justify why it didn't make my top ten as well. So well, that'll be that'll be a bit of sizzle for it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's one of your elevens though. Hopefully. Um, oh well. I'm not, I wouldn't possibly spoil anything now. Well, yeah. I, I might hate it. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't think you do. Um, I don't think I do because I think I've already said it's a great film on the podcast. So. <laughs> You. We just gotta we gotta drum up some kind of intrigue for it, haven't we? All right, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah. Well we'll do maybe I don't like it either. Maybe I've been playing a game and uh I'm gonna go in and go, This is shit. It's all shit. Um Well So with 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 them being all done then our our top tens. Uh do you have any takeaways? Are there any surprises that uh, that came up either? Films you weren't expecting or films that uh, you were and didn't come up? Um, I think the only one I would have potentially predicted for you was Midsummer. Um, but apart from that, I think... Um, I don't know why, but Alien took me by surprise, even though I've, I've no idea why. I just sort of just wasn't expecting it there. Um, but... Aside from that, I think it's all been pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, Mid Midsummer was definitely on the the short list. Uh, I think it only missed out just because I couldn't have two Ari Aster films in the top ten. No, that was my that was my thinking. Yeah, and um, and, and I can understand. I can understand that. I, we, when we spoke the other week, I think both of us have made our top tens. Sort of, we've tried to mix up genres and directors and stuff like that so you know yeah and i think i had uh i had my folk horror film uh with the wicker man i couldn't uh <laughs> i think that I couldn't was... in all good consciousness displaced that i think the only thing that surprised me actually now when i think about it was the wicker man wasn't higher for you i was expecting it to be top five uh um, it's a it's a, a tough list to uh to get high up on yeah, yeah, but like I've said, it's all very, very interchangeable. Anyway, you know, there are movies on here that I know when I, when I saw Brian at the convention, he thought it was mental that I had Sunshine as my number ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I think that's uh, I think that might be something that surprises on your list. Actually, is that uh, you've gone for a few of those films that are sort of petering on the horror edge. Mm, yeah. And, and also that you didn't have a Friday the 13th film in there. Well, I wanted to have Friday the 13th part six. I really did. But as much as I love it, and I really do, and I could probably watch it more than some of the films that are on here, I can't I can't make a claim that it's um a top ten movie. That I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sit here and justify with you why it would be a top ten movie because um, you know, aside from it being 
a great Friday the 13th movie and a good romp. It's, <laughs> it is ultimately a very base slasher. Um, so I don't know. There was, there's a lot of stuff there. Like, um, you know, Halloween didn't make it into mine. I find it, you know, it's an amazing film. Um, but, I don't watch it that often. I don't. Uh, it's never been one of my favorites, even though I can appreciate it. Um, so there are, you yeah, know. I think again that was one of the films that that missed out just because a a different slasher got in instead. Yeah, yeah, and 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 to to me, like, um, you know, when we talked about Scream recently, it reintroduced me to my love of Scream because I. If you recall, I'd gotten it into my head that it was more meta than it than it than it is, um, and I think you know was <laughs> I was getting annoyed by a concept that wasn't actually true. So when we rewatched it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is an amazing film," and um, I can't beat the fact, like I said, that 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 movie is the one that made me go right. Horror is my genre. I I need to. I need to get into this. So I almost say from 96 onwards is, is where I really started, um, you know, going down, going down that road of, of watching more of those things. But um, yeah, there's a whole heap of films, I'd say, that are legacy horror films that are entertaining, but aren't top 10 movies. Um, yeah, I just... Um, Sort of is what it is on that one, really. Um, the only thing that annoyed me is, I think I did. I say this to you last week that I was surprised by myself that I didn't have um, a foreign language movie in here. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've got I've I've got a lot of elevens. There's a whole bunch of elevens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like. I would I would have included Saint Maud because it because that movie really um really did something to me and I probably should have done. Um Saint Maud was an odd one though, because I think even you know what you were just saying, it's very much on the edge of being a horror film. <laughs> um aside from maybe the back end. Uh anyway, I'm just rambling now. Am I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Jaws next week. Jaws next week. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, before everybody goes, um, I've only had a couple of people send in voice, uh, like notes, and it would be really nice if we could get um more people doing that. I'll repost something on the Facebook before anyway. Um, but. If we could get more people doing that, I think that would be it would really be really nice for the one hundred episodes to get a few voices. Um and I think as I said last time, if you can't do that, you don't know how to do that, let me know and we can do a quick zoom and I'll record something for you. So um yeah, that would be really it would be really nice to do that. Um Do we need to say anything else? Um, no, I think we're uh, yeah, yep. we're ready for next week, and uh, yeah, see you then. Yeah. See you then. But where well, bye? Um, and we aren't I supposed to do a thing where I say right? We've made your sandwich. Oh, but we haven't we haven't made it yet. Right, bye. Oh, we're making a big old sandwich for next week. Right. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>